Hey everybody, this is your girl, Liana Michelle, and this is Faithfully Her. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. Today I have one of my um, sisterhood, my Miss Voluptuous Sisterhood sisters on with us today. And we're going to be talking to her about her journey and what led her to where she is right here and now in this phase in her life. Um, today we have Miss Brittany Gilliam, who is again my Miss Voluptuous um participant sister. She is, Brittany became a licensed practical nurse in 2014. She has experienced domestic violence and in 2020, she survived a car accident, although she did lose her right leg. Brittany embodies what Miss Voluptuous stands for, which is a safe place for women to reinvent themselves and venture into a world only they that they only dreamed of. So without further ado, I'm very happy to introduce to you Ms. Brittany Gilliam. Hello. Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here to share my story and my journey with everybody. Well, thank you so much for the um, opportunity to have you on. So how are you feeling with um, this whole, let's just start there. How are you feeling with the whole pageantry situation? How are you doing with uh, getting ready? Are you like mentally getting prepared? What's going on? Uh, yes, I'm definitely um, mentally getting prepared for it. Um, I saw it as an opportunity to uh, just build up more confidence within myself and my self-esteem because like I've gone through uh went through a lot with the car accident and everything and just losing my leg was took like a whole grieving process for me so um I saw this as the opportunity to kind of just build myself back up so I'm really looking forward to it Okay, well, good then. I'm happy to hear that. So let's rewind a little bit and go back. Um, okay, so you were born here in the city of Detroit. Yes. And um, what? And in 2014, you became a practical license, a licensed practical nurse. Did you always want to be in the medical field, or is that like one of those things where my mom used to try to force me to be a nurse? <laughs> oh. I started working in the medical field at the age of 19. Um, I worked with my grandmother at a rehab center and um, she always used to bring nursing up to me um, as a possible career for me. So that's when I just decided to give it a try because when I was working in the medical field, prior to me becoming a nurse, it really uh, gave me some insight on taking care of people, how life changes can come to somebody uh, you know you never know what can happen to you and it's good to have somebody that's compassionate that actually cares so um that's one of the reasons why I chose to nursing career okay okay and are you still practicing now uh, I have been off of work uh, since the accident I've been going through a lot of rehab and therapy uh, so I can get be able to be on my feet because where I used to work the floor so yeah. I would be on most of the shift so I just haven't I'm not 100% back yet okay okay but you're gonna get there I believe that you know you yeah. have a fight in you and that's what um I did like about it because even from before even having this car accident 
you know, you had, you went through a domestic violence situation. So that was another impactful um, thing. Could you kind of give us a little insight as to what that is, if it's not too deep or hurtful for you? Oh, no. Um, I started dating this gentleman here in the city of Detroit. Um, it started off, everything started off nice and smooth, but then there were there were some red flags there. Um, my mom, you know, mothers know, <laughs> she saw something in him as well. And um, it was a drastic change out of nowhere where he started becoming abusive. And um, it was just something I didn't expect to ever go through. I never went through anything like that where he started putting his hands on me and it started within like six a six month period oh, wow. so it 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 was just it was shocking really for me the last straw was when he hit me and he sent me to the emergency like he fractured a bone in my face oh my goodness oh yes i had to let him go yeah. So, you know, let's talk about red flags because you, we hear that phrase, we think we know what they are, but then when we're in that type of a situation, we tend to ignore them or purposely don't recognize them. So um, how would you relate that to a young woman that might be experiencing something like that now? Like what are some red flags that you missed? Um, his temper, it's like his temper started changing, uh, where he would just, we, we, it would be a regular conversation and he would just get angry, like out of nowhere, um, and just start an argument with me for whatever reason, for whatever petty reason. And then, um, it was just his mannerisms as well. He was kind of narcissistic as well. Um, so it, there were some things about him in the beginning that I noticed. But I just never thought he would put his hands on me. Right, right, right. And we tend to think that like, oh, he'll never hurt me like that. Or, you know, I know, oh, I know he he's a little high strong, but girl, you know what I'm saying? Like we always find a reason to explain it away instead of addressing it. Did you find yourself explaining his behavior away to family and friends? Um, yes. Um, the, it happened more than once. And the first time he blamed it, he said he blacked out. He didn't remember what happened. And so um that was my fault right there because I one time regardless of the excuse it shouldn't happen at all because if you're doing it when you're blacking out that means mentally somewhere that's in you to do that to somebody mm -hmm. so, um he did that and I just I just kind of ignored it and just gave him another chance because I guess when he, the first time he hit me, it wasn't as severe, you know, but he did still put his hands on me, but 
it was a severe to where he put me in the hospital. So I'm, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll give him another chance. You know, they're, they're apologizing to you. They're saying, oh, it won't happen again, you know, but they do it one time, they'll do it again. Mm -hmm. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. So what was, I know you said that um, when you, when he hit you and he sent you to the emergency room for fracturing um, your face, that was like the final straw. What was it that led up to that particular argument? How did it get escalated to that level? Well, we uh, we were actually at uh, we were at a hotel out in Livonia. Uh, everything was fine. We were having a good conversation. Everything was going smoothly. But again, he started drinking. Okay, and then I I mentioned it to him. I said, well, well, maybe you should slow down on your drinking. You know, because you know how you get when you do that. So we I don't want no problems. You know, right and. Then, so we went back up to the hotel room and then he started just people tend to bring up some things, a petty argument from the past or, you know, it wasn't really anything to argue about because we were, like I said, everything was fine. And so he, I wear glasses on a regular. So he, well, he, he walked up on me. I was sitting down and mind you, I'm, I'm an amputee. I don't have a leg at this time. Like, Oh, wow. Like, okay. How would you do that to me? I didn't do anything to you. I'm not a computational person. I don't put my hands on anybody. So he slapped my glasses off my face and I, I stood up and I grabbed him trying to stop him. And then he punched me in my eye. Oh, then after that, he snatched, he took my, he took my phone from me. I couldn't call anybody that night. Mm. So I had to went to sleep and I called my best friend to come pick me up the next morning. Oh, so sorry you had to experience something like that. That I couldn't even imagine being, especially in a closing situation like that and you feel trapped. You know, you, you you can't get yourself to safety in the moments that you need it the most. And so I'm, but you know what? I'm grateful that you survived it because you're here today and you can educate so many other young women who might be experiencing those things and thinking that they can fix them. They can change. Right. You know, if I just be patient or if I do everything perfect, it, you know, he won't get upset, but the, the reality is if that's like you said before if that's what's within them nothing you do is the rhyme or the reason for their behavior you know what i'm saying so i'm just really grateful that you made it out um, of that particular situation and got yourself into safety after you got away did he come after you did he leave like, did he leave you alone quietly or did you still have to go through some hardships with him? Well, uh, he never like popped up to my home or anything because I did file a PPO on him. Okay. And he did contact me on, because uh, I blocked him. So he contacted me on a text now number. He was calling me and apologizing again and saying things like um, I know I'm I'm 
I know I won't be able to come around you now, your family, but I still love you. And, you know, just the same routine. But at, I couldn't, I, I can't be with anybody like that because you don't know what's going to trigger them. You know, like you said, you could can't change anybody. You can't be patient with that type of person. You know, they have to be, they have to want to make the changes themselves, get therapy for themselves to figure out what that root issue is for them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, put their hands on women or be abusive to anybody. Yeah, it's just like they say with, um, with addicts, you know, the first step is admitting you have the problem. And yeah. then doing and then taking the steps to do something about it. And for men and or women who have that compulsion in them to put their hands on their their mates, then, yeah, they have to accept like this is a problem within me and I need to go and get some help and figure out why I can't keep my hands off this person. You know what I'm saying? Like why just because they baked chicken and didn't fry the chicken. I got an attitude, you know, like something as simple as that. They definitely, um, I look at it in the terms of addiction with them. And that's the only way I could find compassion for the abusers um, is to look at it as a chemical imbalance. And if I look at it through that way, then I can say, okay, I can find some compassion for this person. And if they are willing to step up and admit that they do need help, that this is a flaw within them and they're seeking help, then I want to be a bridge to open up that door as to where they can go and get that help. Mm -hmm. Because everybody deserves care. You know what I'm saying? Once you acknowledge that you have a problem, everybody deserves care. So hopefully whoever this gentleman um, is, hopefully it sparked something in him with the PPO, hopefully. Hopefully if mm -hmm. this time didn't spark something, maybe the next time will, unfortunately, if there is a next time, but hopefully he will recognize that within himself to a degree where he goes and get himself some help and yes. figure out what's going on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the car accident happened in 20. It happened before 2020. It happened in March of 2020, March 18th of 2020. Oh, happened. wow. My mom's birthday. Yes. And my sister, one of my sister's birthday. Oh, okay. And with that situation, having to go through a car accident or any type of injury is probably traumatic enough. But then to have to suffer the type of injury that you suffered, I'm sure brought on a different level of trauma for you. Can you talk yeah. about what that experience was like for you? Well, for one, it was a life-changing experience for me. Um, I was in a car accident with the gentleman that I was, um, we wasn't in a relationship. We were just dealing with one another. Uh, had been like maybe going on maybe maybe over a year two years or something like that um it, it happened uh we were coming from a friend's house um and he I, I was I fell asleep and the next thing I know I woke up we hit we um 
we hit a wall on 96 freeway oh my um, gosh. we were in Livonia so um I went unconscious and I woke up in the ER I was in and out and everything and the next thing I know is um the next morning they were trying to amputate my leg oh. and was like very I didn't want to lose my leg like I, I went through I was very emotional about it so they I just felt like they wasn't trying to give my leg a chance um it was so sudden but an artery, artery was severed in my leg so I had a good vascular surgeon working on my leg and um, he did some surgeries on it. So I was able to keep my leg up until last year. Oh, okay. September of 2021. And through the whole process, I had over 10 surgeries trying to keep my leg because I, I couldn't let it go. Yeah. I mean, the doctors were working with me but I think all along, deep down inside, I knew because my leg was never going to be the same. They were telling me I was going to like basically be handicapped with this leg. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I normally would be able to do anyway. Yeah. You know? But it was such an emotional experience for me because, um, you know, who wants to lose a body part at a young age? Right. Know what I mean so it was it was just about me having to let it go having to, to come to that mental place where okay I have to this is something I have to do mm -hmm. uh, this the doctors can do about it I, I kept getting infections in my ankle uh, so I had a risk of going septic so okay. it was like so um, basically, the doctors finally told me, broke it to me, like, listen, we can't do anything else about it, so we're going to have to go ahead and take it. And, you know, I was in a depressed mood. I went through depression over it. I just, my self-esteem, my confidence dropped. Everything just, I thought about, like, Will I ever be able to get married now? You know, it's a lot of things that went through my mind. Mm -hmm. So, will I be able to work like I want to? But um, with therapy, I got a prosthetic. I'm able to walk now. So, I'm happy about that. Um, I'm still going through therapy. They're still working with me. And um, I've accepted it. I learned to just live with it and accept it and still you know, find joy and happiness with myself. And I just thank God for that because through the situation, I prayed to God many nights yeah. about this. And um, he has helped me through the situation. He has guided me through this. And I do have to give him his thanks as well. Amen. Yes, my mom was a great support to me. She was there 100% of the way. I had support of family and friends around me the whole time. So that actually helped me too. That's with the 
And you know, that's important um, when we are looking at mental health. Um, mm -hmm. I know that the physical part of it is definitely difficult and it's hard. And as you stated, you know, you go through the physical therapy and I'm sure that can be painful days, but that mental health is what triggers your physical, you know? Right. So if you're feeling hopeless and lost and what's the point and I don't want to do that, then that's going to make your day of physical therapy even harder for you because mm -hmm. you're mentally not there you you know what I'm saying so and I said that because it's good to have those people around you encouraging you rooting for you cheering for you so like you said having your support system with your mom and good family and friends around that was just there to embrace you and hold you up that is such a good thing because a lot of people don't get that benefit you know so um thank god for your family yes here. now do yeah. you um i know with you do the physical therapy but are you in or receiving any form of um mental health therapies through a through a um, life coach or therapist or anything yes i do um okay. we talk on every tuesday we talk um that has been helpful for me um because we were able to not just touch on things about this accident, just about my life in general, um, about, um, you know, patterns, certain patterns we may have, certain, you know, type of people we might date, you know, how we date mm -hmm. the same people mm -hmm. and same type of people, you know, we address things like that. You know, mm -hmm. just addressing on how to have a good, positive mental space mm -hmm. is how to just change within yourself and just build yourself up. So uh, that's really been helpful to me. Good, good. So what made you decide to um, take this step into world of pageantry <laughs> with the Miss Voluptuous Pageants? Well, on my birthday, um, I did a photo shoot with Amanda um, okay. on the pageant last year, and um, she was doing a photo shoot for us. It was just something I did for myself on my birthday, and she told me about it. Okay. And, um, so that's how I found out about it, and I was really interested in, um, you know, just checking it out just to see if it's something I would like to do okay and you know I was um you know we met at that the informational little yeah. meeting and when I heard you speak because I didn't even notice your leg like if mm -hmm. you would have said anything I probably wouldn't have never picked up on it you know what I'm saying but just hearing you speak and I was just like oh my gosh she's so gorgeous you know and I just really wanted to reach out for for more of an interaction with you to learn more and then you know we did our little runway walk and you did yeah. a great job and I just remember cheering like yeah you know so I said this is going to be a weird competition if we're all cheering for each other <laughs> like <laughs> 
Like we're all going to go up on stage and accept the crown together. <laughs> but it's a great vibe of feeling that um, amongst people. So you don't feel the cattiness. Yes. Know, that you could be experiencing in a situation like this. Yeah. So um, what is, what, what would you, what is your platform for the pageant that you would be representing or presenting to them? Well, um, I spoke to Amanda about this and I really, I'm getting into volunteering at um, shelters for like abused women and abused children. So I think that's going to be a platform that I uh, want to partake in because um, that's something I want to be active in. Um, I wanted to choose something that I could actually relate to. Mm -hmm. and I've experienced it so um I think that's going to be one of the platforms I partake in and that's a great idea um you know when um I was telling somebody else this I probably on another show or just in conversation um children sometimes are not always heard right um, and they will wear a lot of the things that's going on in their house on their shoulders. Right. At very young ages. And because they're not heard or they feel like they don't have anybody that they can trust or be that vulnerable with to deliver that information, they continue to carry it. But then that festers. You know, because you got to put it somewhere, right? So you start compartmentalizing, you're putting it in places, you're tucking it away, you're not dealing with these situations, life rolls on, and then you get into adulthood and all of those things come flooding back. And they play major roles in how you move in life. So I always say, if you could get the help earlier, the earlier, the better. And if we could create a safe place for these babies to be able to come and voice their, have a voice and, and mm -hmm. say what their truths are, then we might be able to cut down on a lot of the things that we see with these schools, tragedies, you know, and all these other kind of things because we couldn't catch it, but we have to let them, we have to make them feel safe enough to come to us. Cause if it's an adult in the house that's causing them pain, it's a lot to trust the next adult. So yeah. we have to put them in a safe place. Yes, I agree with that. Yes. Yeah, it's I just commend you for that. Because it's not easy working with children, period. But to see a little hurt face, I, oh my gosh, commend you. <laughs> yes. Well, that is good. So do you have, you know, one of the things we're supposed to be doing or a few things that we're supposed to be doing for the pageantry, are you sticking to just the um, the regular list or are you doing any of the extra um, competition things like the essay writing or making a video of your talent or anything like that? Are you doing any of the extra stuff? Uh, I, 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 I want to do a video. I'm interested in doing a video because I do like to bedazzle. And um, I think that's something I can put on a platform because um, that was something I started uh, when I was going through therapy. After the accident, I picked that up 
as something to do to kind of get my mind off of things. It was like soothing and relaxing to me and therapeutic to me. So okay. I think that would be something that I would do. Good. Like and things like that. Okay, I'm sorry, you said shirts and things or? Like cups. Cups, okay, okay. Cups and like I made a flask for somebody. I made a cup um, for my mom and I made a pacifier and a bottle for my little baby niece. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so it's just something that I picked up on my journey to healing. Yeah, and that's good. Um, you know, and one of the things that I like about you is you are taking sometimes in life we ask God, why are you doing this to me? Or why is this happening to me? And we don't always, and I've just gotten to this point where I can finally say, Okay, God, what should I be learning from this? Yes. What is this setting me up for? You know what I'm saying? So even when we go through tragedies, like like your situation has been, there's a light at the end of it because God is preparing you for something greater. Yes. It, it has caused me to reflect on my life uh, because I may not have known it or realized it. I was living a destructive lifestyle. Um and when I say that, there was a lot of partying and a lot of drinking, a lot of smoking. Um, I was just able to kind of, I guess, put a mask over it. <laughs> People wouldn't really know about me, but kind of hang dealing with the wrong type of guys. Letting mm-hmm. um, people take advantage of me. Um, you know, just, just start reliving without a purpose. I mean, mm-hmm. so it, it caused me to reflect on my decisions um, that I made in, um, from my past. It's just to make better decisions for the future. So, yeah. And that's a good thing, Brittany, because some people will go from one tragedy to the next and never reflect. Yes. Never take that moment to review to get some perspective and understanding on where they're going and what they're doing. So just even the fact that you're able to sit here and say, yeah, I reflected, like that's a good thing because we always can learn about ourselves. And I know a lot of people be like, oh, you got to stop looking in the past. You can't live in the past. And it's not even about living in the past. It's about learning from your past, right? That's why they have history books in school. So we can learn from our past. So why as a person am I not allowed to flip open the history book of my life and learn some things to make me better? Um, I'm sorry. I probably ventured off with that one, but I get people that's always like, oh, you got to stop living in the past. It happened, move on. It happened, move on. And you can move on, but move on with knowledge. Right. You know, move Mm -hmm. on knowing better today than what you was doing yesterday like move on with some knowledge um so kudos to you sister because there's some 60 year olds that's not doing that okay yes definitely I have, <laughs> I have recognized some things about myself so 
you know, it's just about me making the decision to change and, you know, just, just do better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is. We have to make the choice because if we don't, you know, can't nobody do it for us. Right. So, um, and I'm sure like, even with physical therapy, there's probably been some days where you just did not want to do it and no one could get it done, but you, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, so, and that's what everything we have to make that conscious choice to say, okay, I may not feel like it, but I got to get up. I got to get, get it done. And, yeah. you know, and so, and that's why it's important to start every morning off with something positive. Something oh, yes. Positive. Affirmations. <laughs> yeah, I was so, just about to ask you, do you do affirmations? Yes, I do. I look in the mirror and I say them out loud to myself. I what's do. Your, what's your, your go-to affirmation? Um, I am thankful um, and grateful that I am able to be a blessing to others. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yes, I like that. Because that is a big thing, you know. Yeah. Not everybody has somebody who is kind or decent or caring in their life. So when you can pass your smile on or do something helpful, it, it can brighten somebody's day in the biggest way, you know, just something that small. Definitely, yes. I um it ran into I well I didn't really meet her I was in the grocery store with the um a lady and she was buying groceries and she was of um a different nationality or whatever and she was short so mm -hmm. they were um she was trying to figure out what to put back so I told the cat I was like hey don't worry about it I got it and I knew the cashier because it's my local little spot so I was like girl don't just go ahead on and just put it on my bill and give her yeah. stuff you know what I'm saying because it was like cereal so it's obviously she got kids when I'm looking at the things she's purchasing and I'm like I don't want you to put something back in this for the kids you know what I'm saying like I'm a sucker when it comes to a kid so I'm like no just you know get keep your cereal keep your bread whatever I'll take care of it and she was like so shocked she just looked yeah. at me like she saw a ghost or something. And she was just like, no, 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 you don't have to. And I'm like, no, it's fine. It's okay. Like, girl, thank God I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even about that. Just thank God I got a few extra dollars today and I can look out, you know? So when I got outside to go to the car, she like literally hugged me so hard in that moment. And she was just like, you know, my husband just left us and he's frozen all my bank accounts and, uh, I'm, you know, I'm struggling, I'm borrowing money just to do certain things. And I was like, oh my God. And, and all I could tell her was God put me behind you in line today for a reason. I wasn't even coming in. I didn't even need anything in this store. Like literally I was driving on my way home and just was like, in here and see if they got the, the mixed fruit that you like you know what I'm saying like out of nowhere it wasn't even a plan to go in there so I told her I said God placed me here in this moment for this purpose so go home with your babies and don't worry about food at least for tonight 
You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, so like you said, it's it's a blessing to be able to bless other people. And when yes. we can recognize those blessings, it's even more special. Definitely. It's, it's good. It's always good to pay it forward. And um, I think of it sometimes as sowing a seed, you know, because you, you just never know when your harvest may come. So and it's always good to just treat others, you know, how you want to be treated. So right. Yeah. And I think about that, too. I always think of it as, um, you know, because I got a kid out here in this world. So my thing is, if he's ever in need, hopefully somebody will be there to offer him a helping hand, too. So who am I not to give a helping hand, you know? So I think I do it more so just so the seeds could be thrown his way. <laughs> like, just make sure my baby's safe right. and I'll buy everybody groceries. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Throwing the seed is not just for church, you know? That's just anywhere in any situation. Because you never know. Where what you may need in life, you never know where we may end up in life, and mm. we may body in life. So that's why, yes, I believe that strongly. Yeah, and that's just like um, when you say sowing the seed is not just for church. I tell people, be, being fruitful and multiplying does not just pertain to having babies. Being fruitful and multiplying is bearing the word, the, the word of God. Yes. Helping other people know who he is, helping other people find their own relationship with him, telling people like my actions is bearing fruit and multiplying. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm acting in love and kindness, that's that, you know, you bearing fruit, you're bearing fruit and multiplying by the service that you're giving to these abused families and children. And you're, you're giving your time to help other people you know what i'm saying so all of these different things are ways that we bear that we multiply in love and because we're out there helping other people so um i always say that like stop thinking it's only about having babies that's not what it means you know it means there's a bigger scope than that i'm trying to keep us barefoot and pregnant <laughs> Let us live. <laughs> so, yes. Do you um have you chosen um a fundraiser yet? I know you said you're volunteering with different shelters. Are you gonna be doing a fundraiser for either any one of them or um like for the contest rules or just is are there anything going on that I, we could come out and support you at? Um I'm just like getting started with everything. So I have uh, thought about some fundraisers and everything and how to actually, because I never actually um, done a fundraiser before, uh, to be honest. So I wanted to reach out to Amanda to speak to her about, you know, how I could possibly get something started for, you know, the abused mm -hmm. women, you know, for the children. That may need, you know, you never know, clothes, um, coats. Um, well, since you're volunteering already, you, I would probably start there. Okay. Um, I've never done a fundraiser either. 
Let me just put that out there. So um, mine, I'm actually, the one that I organized is actually this Monday. And um, what I did was I had the young lady that we're doing, who is the founder of the nonprofit organization that we're raising the funds for, the Live Outreach. Um, I interviewed her in my previous season. Mm-hmm. And when Amanda mentioned, like, you know, the fundraiser aspect of it, she was the first person I thought of. Like, okay, well, I've got somebody, you know, and I reached out to her and I said, hey, this is what's happening. Can I do this for your organization as this person, you know, um, oh. representing this organization? And she said, yeah. And by that time, she had also met Amanda. Her and Amanda had linked up on some other event. And so she was on board with it. And um, from there, I Googled. Well, first I wrote out like, okay, a fundraiser. Now we have the person. Now what do I need? I need a place. I need a venue. So I started um, Googling different bar and grills because I knew I didn't want it to be in a hall where I had to be responsible for a lot. I wanted right. it somewhere where everything was already there. And all I got to do is bring people in the door. You know what I'm saying? So um, I reached out to some some bar and grills and lounges and Wall Street Lounge. Thank God was um, nice enough to say, well, hey, we're not open on Mondays. So you can have it. You can have Monday. Okay, great. And I said, no charge. He was like, no charge. Just cover cover your food. I'll make sure you have a staff. Great. So um, we were able to do that. And then I talked to his chef about what we could do within a budget because I gave myself a budget. Okay. So make sure you do that. Give yourself a budget. What you want to spend to make this night happen. Okay. I put myself on a $500 budget and I know Mm -hmm. that does not sound like a lot, but the gift of gab comes in. So, um, I covered the food and the DJ and the security. The the venue is coming free with the bar and wait staff. It's already it's a bar, so they have tables and chairs and all of that. I ended up um, meeting a gentleman with my sash on one day who owns his own business, and part of the th- and we just got to chit chat and I was telling him what Miss Voluptuous was. And he was like, hey, I do throne chairs. And I was like, throne chairs? I'm like, well, I don't really need a throne chair at this moment. But he gave me his website. So as he's talking to me, I'm scrolling through his website. And I'm like, hey, you have 360 photo booths. And he was like, yeah. I said, I don't need the chair. I need that photo booth. Okay. And he said, okay. And I was like, okay. I'm like, well, that was easy. You know what I'm saying? So the um the gifts and the prizes that I have to give away are all things that's been donated. Um, a dinner, a night out, dinner for two, um, a Reiki healing session with the crystals and all of that. Um, so everything has been donated through people that I've either had on the show or just met out networking. Okay. And um and that's it. The night is together. I all I have to do is show up and <laughs> you know smile and talk on the mic. 
<laughs> I do have to figure some other things out because people are like, oh, you should do an icebreaker. You should have fun oh, games. And I'm like, do you really do that at fundraisers? Like, I didn't realize that. I got him a DJ. I didn't think we needed to do anything else. We could just shake and party. It's only three hours, you know? So, and that was another thing. I made it a short time frame because it is on a Monday. And I'm okay. figuring people are getting off of work. People mm -hmm. got kids that have to go to school the next day. So you don't want people out all night. So now when is this fundraiser? Um it's October the third. Oh, so it's Monday coming up. Okay. Yeah. Um from seven to ten at Wall Street Lounge. And wow. you know, we did um we did set up an event bright. So people are able to purchase tickets, pay at the door, or they could cash at their donations. So like it's crazy because the event hasn't even happened. And in donations, in donations, I've already received like 350 just from family and friends that's out of state. That's like, hey, you know, I can't make it, but I want to support what you're doing. You okay. know what I'm saying? So that's a good thing right there. And then we do have a few ticket sales through the event brain. And then I have a handful of people that stand there are just going to come through the door and pay at the door. So hopefully we'll make our thousand dollar quota if not a little bit more to um, help her organization and what they're doing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I'm definitely, I'm interested to donate or, or maybe a 10. I don't think I have anything going on Monday. Yeah. So. And I did it at a lounge um, because, you know, a lot of people like a little cocktail after work or need that minute to breathe and relax. And it's such yes. a pretty space. Like the inside is so pretty. They did a full remodel up there and it's just gorgeous on the inside. I fell in love as soon as I walked in and was like, yep, this is the place. I'm, I don't have to look anymore. So, and by then I think I had only looked at three spots and um, I was looking in the neighborhood where I grew up at in the heart of West Seven Mile because that's the neighborhood I grew up at. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's fine over here. I know they, I know these bar owners better than just, you know, somebody I'm not, random. Okay. Oh, I'm not even far from that area. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wall Street right there on the lodge. Service drive. Oh. Between oh, yeah. and Schaefer. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, girl, come on out. We'll toast our ginger ale together. Okay. <laughs> and if you have your sash, wear your sash. I'm going to have my sash on. Um, and so, yeah, it should uh, be a good time. I, um, I don't have my sash and all of that um, yet. Okay. Um, I know, uh, Amanda told me that to deadlines to pay everything um, was coming up in October. So um I just I haven't paid my fees yet. But oh, okay. I, okay. So I ran into a little um, you know, financial problem. Girl. But <laughs> I do still plan on, you know, paying my fees for the pageant. So Yeah, I just did mine on like a weekly like I broke it down like okay Amanda I'm gonna send you a hundred today and then like a week or two later I'm like hey Amanda I got another hundred for you you know what I'm saying like 
I was literally nickel and diamond it all the way to the finish line. <laughs> so I yeah. totally, totally get it. And if it wasn't for a couple of bonuses at work that came out of nowhere, <laughs> it pro I would probably still be nickel and diamond it. <laughs> so I definitely understand. Um, so before we leave, I have this new thing that I'm doing called faithfully the faithful freestyle. Okay. Okay. So what it is, is just like a rapid fire of questions. So I'm just going to like go through some simple questions, yet fun maybe, to kind okay. of just get to know you a little bit better. And you can answer them. And okay, you ready? I'm ready. All right. First question. Who was your childhood celebrity crush? childhood celebrity crush um let's see who do i like who? uh i okay i used to like usher <laughs> oh you, you don't like usher anymore we love usher. <laughs> <laughs> i grew out of usher but that my way um yeah yeah my best friend just came from vegas seeing his show she said it was phenomenal was it oh yes okay like we still love usher girl i still get little <laughs> little heart palpitations when he hit the stage his <laughs> music and everything but <laughs> but i'm just saying as a child i really you really liked really liked usher i get you i get you okay um Give me three words that your friends would use to describe you. Um, nonchalant, uh, laid back, and funny. Good. Um, let's see. What is the best advice you've ever received? Um, the best advice I've ever received. Um, let's see, because I've I've received a lot of uh, good advice. Um, basically, Which one that resonates the most. It would it would have to be related to my current situation. Um, to to stay positive, and to just um live with the purpose and just to continue to build yourself up and to just um find your happiness yeah yeah advice that i've been receiving and that's good advice too because i think sometimes as people we look for somebody else to make us happy we look for happiness everywhere else in our job and the person we see in and the food we eating, you know what I'm saying? Like we look for happiness everywhere else, but within ourselves. Yes. And that's something I had to learn recently. Like after my mom died, I went through one of those reflective stages, looking over my life, repenting, apologizing, meditating, praying, asking for forgiveness, forgiving others. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went through this whole metamorphosis type thing. And that was one of the things that I had to figure out was what was happiness for me? What does that look like for me and me alone? 
And how can I achieve that? And once I got that within me, then everything else will be okay. Everything else can fall in place as long as I find that happy place within myself. So, um, and that's not, that's a daily struggle. Yes, you, you're right. Um, because I realized that I really didn't truly love myself. Um, and it's funny now that I am an FET, I love myself better now than before, you know, before my accident. Mm-hmm. So I have learned to like truly love myself inside and out. That is something I have truly learned because um, I realized that I really didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, you love ourselves. Uh, we, 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 you know, we think that we're okay. Mm-hmm. But like then it's like, wow, I didn't because why would I let somebody treat me like that? Or why would I, you know what I mean? When you love yourself, you're going to protect your energy. Yeah. You're going to protect your peace, everything. And so now that's what it's all about for me. I have to protect myself in general. And, and I really just, like you said, you have to kind of forgive yourself though, too. Yeah. Get ourselves up for things or for decisions. But you just have to learn how to learn from it and forgive yourself. Yeah. So that you move on. And sometimes forgiving yourself is the hardest part. Yes. Um, and, and you have to pray. You have to pray for that. You know, yeah. I have to pray and say, God, please teach me how to forgive, not just others, but me too. Like, I know I asked you for forgiveness and I know you gave it to me, but I'm struggling with my own self-forgiveness. Like, help me figure out how to do that. And what I started noticing is that was the prayer and that was the meditation and with the affirmations and everything, I started noticing every day started getting a little bit easier and I stopped feeling as guilty and I stopped feeling as heavy. Mm -hmm. It got to a point where I wasn't even thinking those thoughts anymore. They weren't even, you know, and I was just like, oh my God, I went like a whole day and I didn't even think that I was a screw up. Like, yay, Jesus. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like just little bitty stuff like that but you know it takes work it takes time and it's a everyday thing so again going back to addiction one day at a time you know it's the same thing with yourself it's one day at a time you have to give yourself one day at a time and sometimes that one day is broken down into five minutes at a time you know whatever that whatever it is that you need to build yourself up to a solid place and a place where you're whole, you know, you go through your steps and your stages, but it's it's possible. It, it can definitely happen. Yes, definitely can. Um, which brings me to what is tell me, tell me one thing that you love about you. Um, I would have to say that I love my personality. Um I just, I love the fact that I really, I really like, I don't know. I just have a certain type of attitude about myself. Like, I don't like drama and I don't like confrontation. And I just love that about me because I like positive things, 
positive energy and positive people. So that's one of the things that I really love about myself. Good. Um, and one more question, and then I, we could get it all wrapped up. Okay. What is the one? Oh, no. This is the one I want to ask. If you could be an animal, which would, what animal would you be and why? I would be a lion. <laughs> we rule the jungle. We're leaders. Um, um, that's I think those are the main <laughs> things. Uh, I think of lion as being strong. Um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, territorial. Very territorial. About your space. Mm -hmm. um, that's just, I think a lion is good for me. Now, are you a Leo? Yes, I am. I am too. <laughs> August 13th. July 30th. Okay. <laughs> Happy belated birthday, my sister. <laughs> yeah, but I feel you because we are territorial. Um, I was talking to my son and um, I was telling him that I don't know if marriage or a serious committed relationship is in the cards for me right now because I enjoy my space and I don't yes. want to be in my space. Like if I invite you into my space, you're on the time frame. Yes. You know, <laughs> so you have to leave my space in a certain amount of time. But to have somebody in my space, like permanently, like that's, I'm not ready for that, you know? And I was telling him, you, I just got used to living alone and not having to take care of you and granny. And, you know, this is the first time I just get to live and be me without the responsibility of somebody else. And I'm not ready to, to give that up right now for a committed situation that's going to require us living under the same roof. Right. For that. So I definitely get the territorial thing. And then, you know, even with our mates, we could be kind of territorial. Yes, we can. <laughs> with our friends, I've been territorial with friendships and definitely with my son. Oh my God, I'm so territorial with him. He has to be like, Ma, stop. And I'll be like, oh, I'm just saying, you know? <laughs> so definitely territorial. <laughs> Um, is there anything you want to leave us with? I usually ask guests if they want to leave us with any final thoughts or um, anything that you have going on that you just want people to know and understand, especially um, with everything that you've experienced. I'm sure you definitely can leave us with something to help us have that same positive outlook that you carry so well. Uh, well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it has been, this has been a pleasure for me and actually therapeutic for me to actually talk about it. So thank you for that. And um, if I can leave anything for anybody, trust in your intuition, trust in your gut about people um, and just learning from your mistakes and just, you know, looking to the future because um something can happen in your life um you know drastically but you can always overcome it Amen. you can always 
Amen. Amen. Brittany, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I know it probably was not easy for you, but what I love and respect about the fact that you did it is, for one, you did it bravely and you did it with grace. And yeah. you have probably helped some people today that didn't even know that they were in the same situation. Um, there's probably somebody right now that has to go through physical therapy and is feeling a kind of way and your words just encourage them to get up and go. Um, we can do it. You know, like you said, if we just stay positive and remember this too shall pass, you know, nothing is for nothing lasts for always. So the pain and the hurt that you're in now is not forever. This is just sure. a moment in time. And time always moves forward. So you're going to be able to get past this just as well. And um, just remember that, okay, you guys, y'all know how I'm trying not to get sentimental. I always get caught up at the end and want to start <laughs> crying. <laughs> but I just want to say again, Brittany, thank you so much. I think you are lovely. Like, I love your eyes. You have a gorgeous smile. So you just keep razzling and dazzling us with all of that beauty you got going on, okay? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And to everybody else, as always, I am Liana Michelle. This is Faithfully Her. Remember that what, regardless to whatever it is that you're doing, show up, show out, and shine, shine, shine. I love you guys. Have a great week.